This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Orley's Weekly Weather. This is the weekly weather for March 25th to April 2nd, 2023. And the winds of change are here. They arrived last week. How anxious were you? The good news is everything's coming down this week and just moving forward. It will be a little wild, but not as wild as the last two weeks, and things are moving forward rapidly. So we're going to watch for that energy to really take off in our lives and to really see what this new energy of uh, Saturn in Pisces, Mars in Cancer, and Pluto in Aquarius is going to bring. Three of them last week changed, and everybody was like, yeah. And now they're in their signs, and now they're going to go forward, and now we're going to learn the next chapter of our life. So we're moving forward in a new direction. Should be fun, should be fabulous, should be interesting, and hopefully you have a good time uh, because that's what life's about. Um, So one of the things that, uh, you know, you watch the Internet, you know, watch the Internet to kind of see what's happening and going on there. And we notice that uh, I love the Camus. this quote that appeared on the internet. And I think of it as Pluto and Aquarius, but it also could be the other the other people. So Elba Camus wrote a number of books back in, he was born in 1913. And in, in the midst of hate, I found there was within me an invisible love. In the midst of tears, I found there was within me an invincible uh, smile. In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. And that makes me happy. That make me happy, makes me happy. You can tell it's morning. I typed without a lot of coffee. We've got two typos in this. For it says, no matter how hard the world pushes against me, within me, there's something stronger, something better pushing back. So remember with Pluto and Aquarius, it's got a detached energy. You know, Pluto's exalted in Aquarius. Because, you know, mass death, you know, he's he's into it, right? You know, like, how many people can I kill in an earthquake kind of thing? So we have to look at that energy of a detachment that's part of it, but also an energy of how do we work with that, um, that collaborative new idea energy that Pluto and Aquarius brings? Because when we've watched him go into Aquarius every 248 years, he brings us forward into a new chapter. Now, last week, there was a lot of anxiety because Mars was shifting into Cancer and forming a quincunx with Pluto. There also were, I'm sure you saw it, lots and lots of northern lights because there was a big emissions from our friendly sun sending electromagnetic waves towards us, which makes all those beautiful northern lights. But also... Um, Uh, and energy for all of us when that electromagnetic pulse hits us, it just makes us go a little wild. Uh, There's a great astrologer named Mike Erlewine, E-R-L-E-W-I-N-E, and he posts on those. And you can also, uh, he posted a great thing on the one that we just had. Uh, His stuff's really good. Um, He's on Facebook. You can follow him or read his stuff. He's open. I think he's full of friends, but you can read his stuff. So scroll back a little bit where he talked about Uh, the solar flares but you can also track those and i encourage you to do that because whenever i'm feeling a little jittery first thing i look and see okay what's going on in my chart and if i don't see anything in my chart i pull up the solar flares thing and go so what's going on with the solar flares because that's not a planetary energy in the sense of 
you know, the aspects in our chart making us react or do things or feel energies, but it is, you know, it's a big old beam of light coming at us going. So last week, if you found yourself really anxious, that's part of it. Now it should be easing this week. And because we also had planets changing, three planets changing last week, which is a lot. And two of them, big ones, Saturn and uh, Pluto. And then Mars, of course, had spent all that time in Gemini since mid-April or mid-August. So he was finally getting out of Gemini into Cancer, but Mars is still out of bounds. And now that he's in Cancer, every two and a half days, he'll shift. So today it's going to feel a little bit like Mars in Gemini did because Mars, the moon's in Gemini. So every two and a half days, we're going to watch that moon shift and our behavior will change and Mars will respond for the next two months until I think it's May 19th or so. Uh, he's in Cancer, so he's very reactive emotionally to the moon. Okay, so just you know, just know, even though he's out of Gemini uh, in Cancer, he actually has a harder time. Uh, you know, I can't make this stuff up. I just have to warn you or say, ah, you're gonna you're gonna see those emotional flies. And as the moon rolls around your chart and activates different houses, Mars is gonna go, okay, I have to go over to the eighth house. Okay, I have to go to the ninth house. Okay, I have to go. He's gonna take action in each of the houses the moon's in because he's responding to the moon's energy for the next two months. So if you know that, it also helps a little bit pay attention to where the moons are because you're gonna feel Mars wanna do that kind of stuff. So today and tomorrow, Monday, he's in Gemini. And then he goes into Cancer on uh, Thursday, on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then he is in uh, Leo. Uh, he goes into Leo in the evening of Thursday night. So he's in Leo Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, then he goes into Virgo, right? So, so we're going to have Cancer energy. So think of your Cancer house, Leo energy, Virgo energy. And on on uh, April, hang on, let me look. April second, he goes into Virgo at 6:57 in the morning. So Palm Sunday will be a Virgo moon. So you're going to feel Mars wanting to work in each of your houses based on what sign the moon's in and what house the moon is going through, because the moon's going to say, Mars, can you come over here and help me? And he'll go over and help her. You know, because now he's not in Gemini, he's not dithering anymore back and forth. Should I do this? Should I do that? He's going to go wherever the moon wants him to go. He's going to go. All right. So the energy is definitely less anxious this week, which is good, but it's also fast. And remember, Mars is still out of bounds until like May 5th. So we still have this kind of overactive Mars encouraging us to take action. But now he's going to take action in a way that encourages us to. Um, follow the moon's delivery of us, of our energy. And back when I was a baby astrologer, I used to call my friend Stacy after she had therapy on Tuesday nights, I think it was. And I would call her Tuesday nights and I go, okay, so did you talk about your brother, in your younger brother? You know, because I would look at what house the planets were, what house the moon was going through because that's emotionally where we want to spend our time. So that's why it's very important to follow the moon during the course of the month, because it's going to say, okay, I'm going to spend time in this house and I'm going to spend time in that house. I never go shopping when the moon's in the seventh house, because whatever I buy, you know, one, when I get to checkout, they're going to close the checkout, but two, I'm going to bring it home and I'm going, why did I buy this? 
but I shop when the moon's in my first, second, and third because that's when things go my way, right? So it's always good to look at where the moon is in your chart because that's the tide of your life. All right. One of my favorite, uh, Snoopy's an Aquarian, who knew, according to Linda Goodman. Uh, and then, America was saved by a porn star, the end. So we should have the indictment this week. In looking at the chart, it looks like the 30th. Uh, there's a lot of activity on the 30th. So um, Mars trines Saturn, uh, Venus meets Uranus, and it's a moon in Cancer, uh, goes void at 945, which kind of, not great, but it goes into Leo at 6:31. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking at the looking at the 30th. Um, okay, so this is Marches. You can see we've got a couple of aspects this week. We had the Mars go into Cancer today, uh, the 25th, and we're going to have you know three aspects, and then we don't have any aspects the first two days of April. But this is your April dates, so you can block them out. These are the hot dates in April. Um, as we're heading forward into them. All right, so up this week, first up on uh, Tuesday is the Mercury-Jupiter conjunction. Um, so here we see Mars just went into Cancer, right? So that's a, a forward motion energy. Mercury-Jupiter conjunction kind of kicks us into uh, a new energy. And of course, Mars is in Cancer on that one. Uh, with meaning all these Aries planets now are working towards Mars, answering to Mars, as are Scorpio planets, as are all the Aries planets in your chart and the Scorpio planets, because Mars is going to be out there shouting into them, saying, hey, hey, let's go. So we see this Mercury-Jupiter conjunction happen. Uh, the moon is void at this point. Um, and so we're working with that energy of beginnings and papers and ideas and stuff like that. So Mercury, Jupiter, uh, writing, communication, Jupiter, justice. Oh, it's an energy of war. We also have the Capricorn rising. We have Pluto in the first. And, and of course, Pluto in Aquarius is asking us to think differently. Now, he's only going to be doing that till June 10th. And then he goes back into Capricorn, hangs out there for a while. And then in January, he goes back into Aquarius. So we're we're getting asked to think in a different way. We can see the nodes are angular in the Washington DC chart. So we're going to watch for important news, Mercury just Mercury Jupiter's justice, Jupiter rules justice. It's also sharp words, you know, because we know Mercury in Aries is sharp. I have a sharp tongue. We also have uh the energy of Mars at zero degrees Cancer. Now he has gone past his quincunx to Pluto, but he's still forming it, right? It's still an orb. And we can see the moon sweeping in to go through it. So we're still going to have a little bit of anxiety in the beginning of next week because that moon in Gemini is coming in. And when it gets into Cancer, it's going to form a quincunx to Pluto. And then the emotional anxiety that we've all been running with will, will feel like it eases up a bit. Um, next up, we have Mars trining Saturn. Now, this happens every two years, right? Because Mars trines, Mars takes two years to go around the circle, around the zodiac. And, you know, every two years he has opening trine to Saturn. However, Saturn has shifted. He's now in Pisces. He was in Aquarius and Capricorn for five, six years, and now he's in Pisces. So Mars trining this, this is a new reality, a new understanding. Notice there's a nice grand trine water there, that Mars trine that happens on Thursday, 
Uh, and Thursday actually has quite a few aspects in it. So Thursday is gonna be kind of a drumbeat energy for the collective and the culture. We also have the moon here uh, approaching its opposition to Pluto, uh, moon the public. In a couple days, a couple hours, it's gonna be an Aquarius opposite Pluto. So we have this energy of a pulsing forward motion and Mars opening sextile. This is Mars and Saturn are collaborative and they work well together. Um, and they have a lot of energy around how do we uh, how do we get stuff done when they're in a trine? Technically, they're enemies because Mars is a hothead and Saturn is I'm not a hothead. I'm supposed to be cool, calm, and collected. But when they're cooperating with each other, when there's a flowing energy between them, it's actually very helpful. In this case, Mars is in his uh, detriment, but he's answering to a moon in Cancer. So he's doubly emotional. So we can expect Thursday to be pretty emotional. And if you notice right behind it, we have this Venus-Uranus conjunction about to form, about to perfect. So again, Venus as she comes in for a landing to Uranus, which is the next chart we'll look at, we see it. But we also see a Leo rising chart, which has got an energy of da-da. And we also see uh, Mercury and Eris meeting up this 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 week and Mercury and Aries is a sharp tongue meeting up with Aries the goddess of discord we can't anticipate more discord but again our job when we know we're going to have discord is to look at it and go all right you're in the mood to fight you know do I want to fight and I remember you know Aries planets I had an Aries dad and at one point I was having an argument with him about my stepmother and her mother dying and I he got mad at me and hung up the phone <laughs> I can I can fight. Um, and I called my stepmother and I said, look, he's being a brat. You know, you do not like stay with your mother because your mother's dying. You do not have to go back. Like he's, he's just, you know, it was once in a lifetime your mother dies. He's just being a little brat because he wanted her with him. Her place was with him. Right. So uh, she goes, well, I'm so glad you fought with him. He always feels better when you fight with him. I'm like, what? And then I'm, you know, at that point, I'm an astrologer. So I'm thinking, well, Aries do like to fight. So with all this energy and fighting here, you know, um, good. And she said, you know, your father and I don't fight because they'd made a deal before they got married. Because she said to him, do you give me, do you give people the silent treatment? And he was German and he did give people the silent treatment. So they had this deal, no fighting. Um Because she'd been married to German, she'd been married to a German too. And so they had this deal, so they bickered. We called them the Bickersons. And my sister wouldn't fight with, and your sister won't fight with them. So I called my sister and I said, you don't fight with dad? She goes, no, why would I? Your mom, mom said, why go there? It's not like he doesn't try to fight with me. He does, he likes to fight with me, but I'm not, I don't go there. I'm like, really? Okay, interesting. So then I just paid attention to it. So when he ever, whenever he fought, it was to make him feel better, right? And some people get fueled by fighting. And so this is a, this this next couple days, this Thursday, Friday, people are going to be fueled by fighting. So your job is to look at them and go, do I want to fight with them? Uh, because they're in the mood to fight. They're emotionally in the mood to fight. So we're going to watch for that energy with that that conjunction of Mars trining Saturn. I want to fight with you because it's going to make me feel better. And then when we look at the later part here, we see this is Venus and Uranus conjunct. I'm gonna fight with you because I wanna have a fight with you so I can break up with you. You know, like I'm gonna poke, poke, poke to get you mad at me so we can have a fight and break up. 
And so it's an interesting energy. So just re be aware that people are in the mood to be provocative with you or you maybe with them because you're kind of like, all right, I'm in the mood to be provocative. And we see the Mercury coming into Eris, the goddess of discord, saying it on purpose to uh, cause an energy. Now we also have Ceres here opposite Neptune. Ceres is in Virgo. And so what you want to do with this energy is kind of watch it as opposed to fighting with it. Because part of what we're supposed to be doing now that Pluto's in Aquarius is paying attention to the patterns. And when we see a pattern that we recognize and we know, our job is rather than be manipulated by it, moon opposite Pluto, become conscious of it, Venus conjunct Uranus. Venus Uranus is the awakening. It's where you see things and you go, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, I get it. And so if you understand that, it just helps a lot because then you're not going to fall. You're going to, I mean, you can still fight with them if you want to. Once I realized my dad just fought because it made him feel better because he had trouble processing emotions, um, we would fight about whether, you know, plastic surgeons were real doctors. Now that's my father's position, not mine. I think they're doctors, but my father was like, ah, they, they prey on, you know, he was a neurologist. They prey on beauty. Like they're doctors. They went to medical school, dad, or who killed JFK? He was a single bullet theory and I was a grassy Knowles girl. And so I would fight with him about things that I knew we could fight about. And it, you know, it made him feel better, but I didn't have a vested interest in it. And so that's the energy of this week. Like don't have a vested interest in it, but understand it's important. And it's also very important with this Mercury, Eris, Venus, Uranus, if someone says something to you that you question, and, and that's last week also, that you question, please write them or talk to them or ask them for clarification. I got a, an email this week from someone I had worked with back before the COVID asking me a question about something I had said during the, the reading, or actually it was a, it was a peer group, it was with the OPA peer group. And I, you know, I'd said this thing to her and she'd carried it very, in a very hard way on her being. And I had meant it as a compliment, but she heard it as, you know, that she couldn't do something. So the other energy with this, with Pluto and Aquarius is to go back and question the things you were told. So I wrote her back. I said, no, 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 no. What I meant was this. <laughs> I, I was like, you've got this huge other thing you're going to do. You can use astrology as a tool, but I didn't, I didn't say it that way. She didn't hear it that way. Whatever it was, however the communication got misinterpreted, this is an excellent, excellent week, last week and this week, to seek clarification or to go back and revisit the um, things that were said to you or the things that you heard and understand them from a different perspective right? It, it's a, it's an important time. And if you hear words that shock you or hear words that kind of surprise you, question them or ask about them or follow up. Or if you need to contact people that said something to you, and then you want to understand, because I, I apologized to her. I said, that's not at all what I meant. I said, you have a fabulous chart for this and this and this and this. That's what I meant. But she didn't hear that. And so we often are misinterpreted or misheard, or we think we say something, but remember we're all in our own planets and um, they're on their planet. And you know, 
<laughs> and sometimes when we go like this, that means something nasty in their language. And in our language, it means, hi, how are you? Nice to see you, right? So we don't know. And I remember back when I was younger, Nova means no go in Spanish. So when they released a car called a Nova, referring to the constellations, but they released it in Mexico, nobody bought the car. Who's going to buy a car that means no go, right? So it, it, understanding we're really ripe for having communication snafus, which is situation normal, all fucked up, right? Or we're good to go in and clarify things that we heard that were kind of like, can I, can I maybe understand that a little bit better? And to recognize a lot of times we take to heart uh, something someone said to us rather than living in our own reality of, well, I don't really care what they said to me. I want to do it anyway. Right. And so the ener the energy is, um, you know, I always say to people, if it's in your heart, it's in your chart because it is like I have no desire to climb Mount Everest. But here I am on a Sunday doing a podcast. Right. Because I like doing this. But climbing Mount Everest now. Nah. Right. So listen to your heart. And this is a time for clarity around communications, even just going back and revisiting things, uh, you know, where you go back and you kind of look at it again or you think about it again, it will be very rewarding because it's gonna pop stuff out. This week's gonna pop things and help you see them in a new way and help you realize them in a new way as opposed to the old. So if you have old emotional um, wounds or sorrows or sadnesses or whatever you want in phrasing you want to use, this is an excellent week for popping them like big old pimples on Dr. Kim, the pimple popper. You know, it's like, and the stuff will come out. So that's the Mars trying Saturn and the moon, Venus, Uranus. So, you know, listen to people and kind of clarify what they mean in terms of how what they meant and, and maybe you can't talk to that person anymore but then talk to someone else and get a different perspective on it because this energy is very much about clearing up old situations that you um ran into because of the energy is very much like we have to pop it and clear it and move it and so that's the energy of the week pop clear move pop clear move pop clear move because the planets are like we're in a new refreshing space uh, especially Pluto and Aquarius, making you think differently and look at stuff in a different way. Next up, Mercury and Eris meet up. This one's a little more crabby, uh, and that's on Friday. And so Mercury and Eris is, you know, kind of being mean for mean's sake. And it Mercury, <laughs> a moon's in Leo, right? So this is a disrespecting thing where someone's going to go, you don't respect me. And you go, you're right, I don't. Or you go, I'm, you know, that's your issue. It, what I'm doing has nothing to do with you. It's not about whether I disrespect you or not. I mean, I, what, what are you talking about? So this Mercury heiress is a, um, it's a little bit of a hot button. And this is always really good for those viral quotes that get people like knocked out of the world, right? Because <laughs> Mercury heiress, she's tough. And they say something and boom, they're gone, right? So watch for this one. This one, you want to be a little careful with your words on Friday uh, because words can come back to haunt you. And of course, the aspect builds this week. But it also is about clearing and clarifying 
what words were spoken and or how you heard them because sometimes we don't hear them correctly i know i was one point in when i was learning astrology uh, my astrology teacher said something and he said if you want to what i heard was you have to now he totally said if you want to i went to my friend linda who had recorded our astrology classes and he said if you want to he didn't say you have to but i heard you have to right completely you know i'm conscious listening sitting in the living room on the couch i have to oh my god i don't want to you know so just remember this week reactions are big but also things can come up people can bring things up and if you're carrying something or you're you've been holding something in a hard space this is a great week to pimp pop that pimple if you want really good examples go watch dr kim the pimple popper that's the energy of the week with that mercury on Eris, and with the mars trine saturn you know and with the um there's a bunch of ears forming in the sky ears are where we hear things in a different way than we heard them before and so as we work with this energy of the week we've got ears and then last but not least on sunday mars has an aspect of a flowing nature with the nodes of fate so we can see mars here in a lovely trine to the south node and in a uh, sextile to the north and in the chart series is on uh series is retrograde in virgos opposite the neptune so this is inviting us to change our habits uh and that is palm sunday so we're getting towards the end of lent if you gave up stuff for lent only one more week but um the energy of okay let me think about that in a different manner let me try that in a different way and also aspects to the nodes encourage us to take positive steps in a new direction so it's a nice ending energy for the week all right next up um the sun goes from uh where's the sun hang on we have charts the sun goes from uh, 6 to 12 this week. Um, it has uh, ideas of seeing, seeing things. It's got a, a contra-parallel to Neptune and Athena, the beginning of the week where it helps us see things we hadn't seen before and come up with new strategies. Doesn't have a lot of aspects, but it is an Aries, so it's assertive, but it's answering to that Mars in uh, Cancer. Out of bounds. Remember, Mars is out of bounds, so the energy can be a little over the top. Mercury this week running from 14 to 29 Aries. That's 15 degrees a day. It's about its top speed, not quite its top speed, but pretty close. Mercury meets up with Chiron on the 26th for wounding words. And it also has a meets up with Jupiter, which is expansive new ideas, Mercury-Jupiter conjunction, which is new ideas, new beginnings, new thoughts. And also we saw it was in the third house. So that's probably the indictment getting voted in or some legal rulings because it's in the third house um and then mercury meets up with eris the goddess of discord and arguing energy and uh it has it it mercury's in the ear so it's listening mercury's listening this week so again if you hear things you know filter them through the isn't that what does that mean and how does that work you know because we're being asked to have a little bit more critical thinking skills and I would encourage you in that area. Um, I've been talking with different people, you know, I kind of watch for trends. And there's not a lot of critical thinking 
in our culture anymore. Um, and I think it's important. Uh, we know we don't get it taught to us, and it looks like they're going to be teaching us less and less uh, critical thinking. You know, learn about things and think about what you mean about them. Not indoctrination. It's teaching you how to think. Uh, so excellent, you know, idea to maybe take a course on critical thinking. Um, I remember when I was in college, you know, I, had a, I, was a, I was a major in psych, started with bio, and then I was a major in psychology with a minor in bio, but I had a minor in um, philosophy and theology, which, where we learn critical thinking skills, not so much theology, but the philosophy. So it's a helpful thing, and this is a really good time with Pluto and Aquarius to go, okay, let me go take a critical thinking course. The other thing you can do is really read any Neil Tyson deGrasse books, because the guy's a real critical thinker, the guy that runs the Hayden Planetarium. I mean, you know, he just kind of blows your brain away. Or watch um, people that are critical thinkers in terms of how they express things and where they kind of make you think about stuff in, you know, and ask you to think, not tell you what to think. So this, these are excellent energies with Mercury and Aries for developing our critical thinking skills, of which we need many with Pluto going into Aquarius. Um, uh, Venus goes this week uh, from 12 to 19. And she has, you know, as I mentioned, the conjunction to Uranus. She also has a semi-square to Mars. Um, around the same time as she has the conjunction to Uranus, which is, uh, you know, she's just in Taurus. She's not really interested in arguing and fighting. She wants beauty and grace and love and all that kind of cool stuff. So she's in she's in a pretty good space this week, although she is interested in changing how she nurtures herself towards the beginning of the week because she has a sesquiquadrate to Ceres, retrograde in Virgo. So this is, again, a health plan, health program. You know, kind of saying, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to think about my health, my diet, my work, get the things back in order. Mars this week goes from one uh, cancer to five, and he has a semi-square to Uranus, again, pushing on us to think. And he has a trine to Saturn, and he has the aspect with the nodes, which is, of course, important connections. Jupiter is contraparallel. Um, Athena encouraging us to have new strategies to things. There is a big health aspect on April 1st with Mar with Jupiter in a quindicile to the south node of Scorpio right as um, Mars gets to the nodes. So if you have a health aspect on April 1st, because a lot of times after we shift into planets, especially now, these big planets, there can be a health aspect that kind of shifts and weakens and kind of blows up right after we're past it. So any health aspects this weekend coming up, April 1st and 2nd, to the DACTA right away. Um, and for those of you, uh, you know, I work with Mark Waltz. His wife had a stroke uh, last week and um, is doing well. She's home from the hospital. They did the surgery, removed the clot. And her neighbor, she, Eileen, has enormous presence of mind. She couldn't get up, but she pounded on the walls. And her next door neighbor heard her and called the police and got her to the hospital in record time. So um, thanks, prayers, shout out, and please keep Mark and Eileen in your prayers. Um, yeah, it's, uh, world's a hard place sometimes, uh, but there is an invincible summer. All right, Saturn in a sesquiquadrate to Pallas Athena again, adjusting how we what our strategies are and our approaches to things. And Neptune in a semi-square to Juno, changing up some of our partnerships, not necessarily getting rid of them, but maybe adjusting how we think of them because the energy is about that. And then the moons this week, 
Today, the moon's in Gemini, uh, and it will be in Gemini tomorrow, the 27th, going void at 9.39 p.m. on Monday night. It goes into Cancer at 6.22 a.m. on Tuesday, and it's in, uh, that will be the second quarter, opening quarter. It'll be in Cancer Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It goes void at 9.45 a.m., and it's void all day Thursday. We're going to have a lot of all-day void moons because, uh, you know, Saturn's in Pisces and um, Pluto's in Aquarius. So they're both at the beginning, so we're going to have lots of long void moons, which are good for dreaming and thinking and coming up with ideas. So the moon goes into Leo on Thursday evening at 6.31. He's in Leo on Friday, the 31st. He's in Leo on April Fool's Day, uh, Saturday. He also goes void on Sunday the 2nd at 2.03 a.m., and he is void until 6.57 when he goes into Virgo, and he'll be in Virgo Palm Sunday, the, the 3rd and the 4th going void with a uh, opposition to Neptune. So the Leo moon goes void with a trine to Mercury. So the that's nice closing aspects for the Leo moon, which is Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. And then the Cancer moon goes void 945 with a trine to Neptune because we don't have Saturn there anymore, right? Or Pluto there, in, rather, in Capricorn. So the, the going voids are nice uh, this week. So that means good closing aspects for events and things you start and things you launch. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy of the week. And of course, um, the new, next new moon webinar will be the 19th of April. A uh, couple of stars, feel free to sign up. Um, we, we do a daily podcast, a song, and a uh, list of all the transits for the week. Get sent to your mailbox at midnight-ish, you know, sometimes a little later if I'm working later. Sometimes it'll come at two in the morning if I'm up in a roll. Uh, setting your intention, some of you are still buying it. It's where the sheets are that you have. It has all these different things available to it. Uh, there's a Time for Technique course that I'm going to be speaking at, um, an online conference, a virtual conference, on April 21st through the 23rd. I'm going to be talking about the pinball, but all these other astrologers are going to be talking about it, techniques to help your predictive and your astrological analysis stuff. Uh, also in uh, Norwalk on the 20, the 39th annual conference on Memorial Day in Seattle. It's also a hybrid. You can come in person or you can go. Uh, online. And then last but not least, we've got some good enrollment going for the Astrology Consciousness and the Great Shift at Omega, weekend of 4th of July. So it's the 30th, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's not the whole weekend. And um, that'll be great fun if you've never been to Omega. And so that wishes you, that's uh, it for the week. So um, wishing you a good week and a fun time with all these planets and new signs. It's your opportunity to go have adventures out there. And um, I have on my website, I have a course that I offered on the Saturn and the Pluto. It's a combined course, it's about five hours. So you can listen to that or I'm in the process when I find some time. <laughs> I, need, I don't have any time. Uh, when I find some time, there'll be more stuff coming up on there. So that's... Uh, on, on these new planets and these new signs. And remember, a lot of the stuff on the internet's gloom and doom. Nobody alive was around back when Pluto was last in Aquarius. Um, and he changes how we think. And of course, we're hearing all this stuff about AI, 
which is artificial intelligence and Aquarius is computers. So Pluto and Aquarius, artificial intelligence kind of goes together. But remember, you know, our job as humans is to figure out how to work with these things productively. And so it helps us uh, figure out things and work with things in a different way. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy. Don't be afraid if you read horrible things on the internet because none of those people were alive then either. You know, they weren't alive. Uh, so, um, or maybe they were, maybe they had a bad outcome in the Revolutionary War, but they weren't, it, we've never had it. So, you know, be gentle with the uh, darker interpretations. And that's it. Take care. Bye.